And welcome back to the Greg Horrendous Show, where, yes, that is the Texas fight song. And we are privileged and honored to have one of the Longhorn greats, Mr. Brian Jones from CBS Sports, CBS Sports Radio. Brian Jones, welcome to the Greg Horrendous Show. Coach, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, what does that music make? Are you like jumping up, wanting to chuck somebody or tackle somebody? I've got goosebumps. I want to go. I got a helmet here. (laughs) My old playing from my playing days. I'm going to run downstairs and strap it on, baby, and run into a few walls. Go, go tackle Rick Neuheisel. He's been, no, I want to work a few more years in CBS Sports, so no, I won't tackle him just yet. True, true that, man. I tell you one thing, Brian Jones is, uh, if you're a college football fan now, this is the time of the year that you're pumped, but Brian is in there deep with Adam Zucker and Rick Neuheisel and uh, at the SEC championship game is this weekend. Uh, but the, the, thing, the reason why you're on the show, Brian, is in the mornings, I watch on my television and listen to Boomer, and when you are on with Boomer and Giannotti and, and and who else? Who's the other guy that's on there that we had him on our show? Jerry, Jerry Recco. Recco was on our show. You are you are the you're the the straw that stirs the drink, my man. <laughs> I'm serious. I appreciate that, Coach. <laughs> my favorite my favorite scene was when you were eating the cupcakes. Was it like? <laughs> Right? Yes or no? You eating cupcakes? I mean, I ran out and got cupcakes right after that. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Yeah, I when know. I first started sitting in there with, with Boomer every now and then on yes. Fridays, they were bringing me that bad food. And I'm usually, <laughs> after my radio show, I'd yeah. run to a yoga class because right. I got a weight problem. I like, I can't wait to eat. Yes. So I'm always working out so I won't <laughs> feel so guilty. And here they are pumping me full of cupcakes. <laughs> On national TV at, at nine in the morning. Hey, you're in good. Sh- I mean, so what do you do? Yoga? What else do you do? Uh, uh, kickboxing. Those are my two. Jeez, Kenny. Yeah. I- I'll tell you one thing, <laughs> I, Brian. I, j- I haven't met you personally, but this guy's like six two, just built like uh like like you know what, man. So if you're <laughs> you're in great shape compared, especially compared, Giannotti's not in good shape. True. No, 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 no. My buddy Giannotti, he, he's he giving up. You know, a couple you. years ago he got married. He got in great shape for that. Yes. And, and once uh, the nuptials and everything uh, right. were finalized, he just went back to being a disgusting fat body. <laughs> hey, here's the deal. We we do the research, Brian, and this is like the behind-the-scenes show, not the typical who do you think is going to win the national championship, although we can get into that. But there's one big, like, space in your career that I don't understand. You were born in Iowa City, Iowa, and then yep. you played – High school football at Dunbar High School in Lubbock, Texas. Now that's a that's a long commute. Now tell me, <laughs> is your dad, was your family in uh, the military, or how how did you make that jump from I, Iowa I walked City? I to school from Iowa City to Dunbar every morning in the snow. <laughs> you, you sound you sound like we had Phil Sims on. Do you know the story about Phil Sims, high school coach? What he made him do every day? No, I don't, and I love Phil. That's you one gotta, of my buddies, you man. Gotta, you got to crush Phil Sims when you see him. His high school coach made him run before every practice for four years in full pads, a, a, a timed mile before they started practice. What? Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, ser- no, yeah, seriously. No wonder he's so tough. <laughs> no, exactly. 
But wow, that's crazy. How did, well, my story, you know, I don't know how I ended up being born in Iowa City. My family is so disjointed. Okay. And I'll give you a little backstory. Yeah. Uh, I've never met my father to this day. My mom and I have never really had a, a relationship. Okay. Uh, it's been sporadic at best because she was never really around. My grandma raised me. Sure. And all I know is that uh, somehow wow. my biological mother was uh, in, in Iowa doing job corps or something that was sure. going on back in those days and yep. and I guess I had a fling and here, here comes Brian Jones and uh, wow. shifts me out to my grandmother in West Texas, Lubbock okay. and that's all I've ever known is, uh, is West Texas. It was interesting when I was being recruited out of high school. Sure. Iowa was really hot at the time. It just played uh, UCLA in the Rose Bowl and Coach Hayden Fry was doing his thing up there. It really turned the right. Hawkeyes around. Right. And they, they used that to, <laughs> to their benefit, yes. the fact that I was born in Iowa City, man. Exactly. They really laid it on thick. They worked you hard. Know, with the homecoming and all. Like, I don't yes. know a damn thing about <laughs> Iowa City, but okay. <laughs> I'll come up on the recruiting business. I had a great time and, and Coach Fry was wonderful. But yeah. that's it. I have no recollection whatsoever as far as I know. You know, from as soon as I sure. popped out, maybe two, three weeks later, you I was in, in love Texas. with Texas. God bless you. Tell me about the recruiting process, because obviously I'm a college coach. We have a lot of uh, fans here that listen to our show from our area. That it's, it's really a basketball hotbed, not football, but recruiting's recruiting. Tell me about you know, just your visit to Texas, what the coaches did, anything out of the ordinary, or was it just a uh, 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 Texas football weekend? Well, there are always some or- out-of-the-ordinary things. Some I'm not at liberty to share, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was outstanding. I and, bet. Uh, and as you know, you, you bring young men on, on campus, and and uh, you, you feel sure. like you're, you're, you're really you're Billy Badass because you're being recruited. And, and my official visits were to Notre Dame, Georgia, and Iowa, and uh, actually uh, UCLA. And uh, I I took one to TCU as well. I've got five in there. TCU had turned things around with Coach Wacker back in the day. That's right. And and I had already – my my childhood dream was to attend the University of Texas. But I had already gone there during the summer prior. I was involved in student government in high school, and there's a huge uh, convention, event – uh, at the University of Texas for all the student government, uh, student body government sure, sure. folks from around the state at the University of Texas. So you stay on campus and you're there for over a week. So I got right. inundated with, you know, with the campus or introduced to the campus and, and the coaches and all that yep. during that that trip yep. uh, when I was there for student uh, that student body government deal. Gotcha. And, and so uh, I didn't have to waste a, an official visit, even though I, they still wanted me to, I got to, to come on an official one. But I, why waste it when I, I know this is where my heart is set? But Brian, even though I ended up going to UCLA, UCLA coach. That's right. Uh, at, at that time, uh, the Terry conference was in so much turmoil. Right. SMU had just received the death penalty. It seemed like everyone was being investigated. Mm-hmm. And a little snotty-nosed boy from Lubbock, Texas, I go out to California in the middle of winter, and we have real winters in West Texas. We have all four right. seasons. So I go out there, and it's 75 degrees. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're coming off a Rose Bowl win. As a matter of fact, I think they've gone to back-to-back Rose Bowls. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I think I can hang here for a little while. <laughs> and then you jetted out at UCLA. and then Yeah, and, and I, then I loved it. I played there as a freshman, freshman All-American. I had back surgery after my freshman year. Right. And then I came back my sophomore year and only played three or four ball games. But the whole time I was there – 
I longed to be a Texas Longhorn, and even though they were struggling at the time, right? I, it was just it, it was in my heart, it, it was in my sure. blood, sure. and you know, growing up as a kid, when they lost or the Dallas Cowboys lost, that ruined my whole week, uh, and no, so exactly. uh, I decided to transfer, and it was nothing negative about UCLA. Had a great time, still have lifetime right. friends. From 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 that experience, yep. and as a matter of fact, Rick Neuheisel was a GA my freshman wow. year uh, there at, at UCLA. So I decided gotcha. to transfer, and you know, it all worked out for me. Let me ask you this question: When was the moment, the tackle, the interception, the recovered fumble, when you knew, you know what, man, I can play on Sunday? Was there a moment, or was it always in your your genes, your DNA? When when when, when did you realize that you were an NFL player? Oh, man, that is a great question. You just playing with the great athletes at UCLA, and they had a ton of guys that, that went to the pro. So Ken Norton Jr., unfortunately, was just let go as defensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Troy Aikman had transferred from Oklahoma wow. to UCLA right. uh, my freshman year. So playing around great guys like that, Gaston Green, yeah. Flipper Anderson. They remember wow. Flipper up here, yes. the New York Giants fan, yes. too. <laughs> yes. He smoked them that one playoff oh. game, I think it was. Kenny, do you uh, remember so- the Flipper? I remember the ESPN <laughs> Classic, yeah. They were yes. flipping off Flipper. Were... <laughs> <laughs> I, so just being around those elite right. athletes, and here's another thing that was great about UCLA. Yep. This was I, I, my freshman year was 1986. Okay. And this is right after, you know, a couple years after the 84 Olympics. So right. you've got all these Olympians still training out there right. uh, at the tractor, uh, Ducky Drake track. And, and so you're around all these elite athletes, whether it was basketball players, track stars, what have you. Yep. They were out there on the West Coast. So being around them and getting to train and interact with those type of folks, yeah. it, it, it got me started on the right level. path yep. but i would say a seminal moment may, you yep. know had to have been my senior year at, at, at texas and then when we turned that program around the year before sure. we were five and seven or, or five and six only played 11 regular season games then mm-hmm. and then we turn around and we win the conference beat our rivals you know teams we hadn't beaten in a while sure. so it was at that moment that i realized yeah we may be working with we may be cooking with gas here <laughs> well you know what man you got more than gas and now you you transform from a college player to a pro, just put us into that like that locker room, that practice, that first day that you're in that you're in the league, and how different is it than the college experience that that, that you um, went through? Well, you started all over. It's like going from high school to college. You right. start all over. Right. And you may have been a big wig. And I got drafted in the eighth round. I thought I'd go higher. This was back when they had 12 rounds. Right. And, and you know, now as a grown man, you understand why you didn't go higher. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I got in that locker room. This is uh, the L.A. Raiders drafted me. So you're talking about Howie Long. You're yes. talking about Marcus Allen. Uh, I mean, it, it, Tim Brown. I yeah, mean, you, you, yeah. you got some studs, some Hall yes. of Famers on this roster. Al Davis is around, and, and Greg Towns. And, and I'll tell that? you a quick story. We were practice. This is when you know you're in the NFL. We had one yep. practice. We just ended, and we're running wind sprints. And I look over, and Greg Towns and the all-pro defensive end, who's sitting on his helmet smoking a cigarette, <laughs> talking to Al Davis. How about that? Like, yeah. I was like, this is hey, who crazy. Was your, who, so was your first was co- who was your first coach? Who was your first coach, Brian, out with the Raiders? Archell. Wow. Oh, he big yeah, man. Archell big, was big the guy. man. Yeah. Archell. Man of, a man of a uh, few words. Yes. But, uh, definitely carried a, a, a hefty stick. Yes. And, 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 and I'll tell you the truth, Coach, going to the Raiders was the worst thing for me. Okay. I needed discipline. Right. I needed. I needed to go to uh, someone like a, a Bill Parcells right. or a Belichick yes. because that team 
and, 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 and you well aware how the Raiders run their operation. Oh, wide, just, it was just loosey goosey back then. Yeah, they did. They, there was no uh, regiment whatsoever. The workout schedule was per- sporadic as far as the off season. Yep. They just expected you to show up, be in shape, right. and, and do your thing. That was it. Yes. And, and that was the worst thing for me. Right. You know, enjoying. Uh, the fruits of being in the NFL, but not really understanding how you go about being a pro and putting the work in. Sure. Now, I saw that afterwards once we got into training camp, and you, you see the guys like Ronnie Lott when he came over yes. from the 49ers, and those guys go out early and, and yep. do an extra after practice. But uh, I, that was the worst thing for me. So, uh, But you, you learn quickly what the game is all about, and it's a different animal once you get out there on that practice, you know, on that, on that uh, playing field. Sure. My first games were – against Joe Montana and the 49ers and Dan Marino and the Dolphins. That's great stuff. Now, you stuck for the with the Saints for the longest period. Tell me about your yeah. New Orleans experience. Yeah, my, my coach, uh, a guy I met when I was with the Raiders, Jim Hazlitt, and, and oh, has uh, really took a liking to me, and, and uh, he got me on with the Saints when he went over there. I went played a year in NFL Europe. And and has has was instrumental in that. Yeah. And then once I was done, he and Chet Franklin brought me over to to the Saints. And right. you know we we weren't we weren't that bad defensively. We were just horrible on offense. Couldn't right. settle on actually a good quarterback. And it was yep. just uh, a revolving door there. But I enjoyed my time there. You talk about a city that loves oh, its football team, and they yes. got a pretty good one right now sitting there at eight and three. Amen. The New Orleans Saints. They love football, and yep. as bad as we were. They were still tuned in, and they would still show up in that state, and they may wear bags over their heads, but they were showing up yes. uh, each and every Sunday. So that was a great experience, and I still have a lot of fondness in my heart for New Orleans. Tell me about the Scottish Claymores, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you look, Man, you look about as least like those, a Scot. Those are some of the whitest people on the earth. <laughs> I know <laughs> – I go over there, man. Oh, oh I can wow. only imagine. We're in Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, and, and I, it was yeah. it was cool for about a week. Yeah. And then it was like, how the hell do we get out of this place? You, did you fire? Did you uh, fire your trip, eight? I, yeah. I, I'm I'm a I've always loved traveling. So playing in the NFL Europe League allowed you to travel Europe. You know, you're right. in Amsterdam. Oh, you're in God. Germany. There were a couple teams in Germany. You're in Barcelona. And and I'd gone to Barcelona previously with the Raiders. We had a preseason game over there. So that was really cool about it. But uh, it it grew old fairly quickly because of – being in Edinburgh, not much really to do there. You can only drink so much Guinness. That's right. And and, and so yeah. it was a it was a cool experience, yeah. and, and it's just another lesson in life. And it, you're not not where you really want to be. Right. Keep but, your head down and work hard, and right. eventually uh, you you may get where you want to be. Kenny, I'm making a prediction right now, and I knew it. Like I told my wife in the morning, I go, "Honey, you got to watch this guy. He's hysterical." Like right now, you're big, but you're not huge. I think there's there's no way that. You can keep talent down, man. I think in, in the media, like, <laughs> I you're that. so much funnier than, like, Zucker is just – I love Adam. He's the best, and I love Rick. But you bring, like, knowledge, excitement. But the, the key to sports is fun and uh, some kind of comic relief. Because if you take this – like, right now, everyone's taking the Giants move with Manning so incredibly serious and i think it's awful what they did i'm a jet guy but i yeah. get it but you, you gotta enjoy what you do brian don't you that's it i'll tell you what the biggest compliment i've gotten and this woman didn't know a damn thing about football but it's my mother-in-law and she's from the dominican republic yeah. and she, she says she's figured out football one they throw the ball 
they catch it, and then they end up on top of each other. That's uh, <laughs> that's how she breaks down American football. But she watches my shows. Even yeah. when she was in the Dominican, she would watch them. Uh. And she has no idea what we're saying. But she said uh, about me, she said, it's like he's living it. And, yes. and, and that's how I am. And, you know, sometimes I get too excited and, and I may, right. uh, you know, gargle the English, the English yeah. language. And no, so I have no, to guard no. against that. But right. I, I'm just passionate about it. Uh, it's fun. It, com- it energizes me. And I've been doing yeah. it since, you know, playing organized ball since I was 10 years old. So I just love it. And it just comes out. And I'm grateful that it does. Yes. But it, it's just organic, man. And I don't know when it's going to no. hit me. It, well, it, it, don't stop doing what you do. And I think – we put on our board before every game, and as we're taping, Brian, we have a game tonight uh, the, to play with high energy, intensity, with extreme passion. And if yep. you don't play that way, and if you don't live that way, like, what are you doing? Correct? Yep. And our, I agree. Our, I, I agree. Uh, you can wake up. Uh, you got two choices when you wake up, in a good mood and a bad mood. And I know that <laughs> fluctuates from day to day, depending yes. on what's happening in your life. True. But it's all True. about how you want to tackle these situations. And we're all going to deal with some difficult things right. from time to time. And, and, it, and maybe you may not be able to see that light at the end of the tunnel, but yep. you keep plugging through. And, and, and I, I've just learned from a long time ago, don't give up. And, right. and, and you know, as I shared my background with you, uh, I had no choice. You can either lie down and, right. and be in the fetal position or yep. keep on kicking ass. I choose to keep on trying to <laughs> kick some ass. <laughs> Brian, you talk about waking up in a bad mood. How about the people and, and the guys that are trying to hire a football coach at Tennessee, man? Oh wow! I mean, uh, what a debacle! I, I don't know if you could have handled it any any oh. any worse. And, 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 and Shiano is a Jersey the guy. Fans yeah, the, that would yeah. go out there with this mob mentality yeah. and, and with uh, uh, unsubstantiated claims about Greg Shiano. Yes. You want to talk? purely about his coaching record fine because right. I didn't think he was the right guy for that Tennessee job one game over 500 at Rutgers right. and, and his, his pro record uh, was mm. even worse there yes. at Tampa you want to talk about that fine but to True. go out and, and, and try to dig up some dirt uh, unsubstantiated dirt on this man is it, just ridiculous and it, it's, it's despicable it's sad yes. and it really makes Tennessee and I know you don't want to color their entire right. fan base uh, well, you know, it's hard not to with broad stro- uh, strokes, but yeah. that was just a horrible look for them. Talk to me about. I'm really intrigued with this guy. I don't know if I can getting you on the show is a major coup, but th- this guy's turned into like the 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 pope of college football. It's and I, I don't know how to pronounce his name all the time, but it's on the air all the time. Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> Paul tell, Feinbaum. <laughs> t- tell me about that. Just uh, he's not me... my Pope. Uh, I know Paul, and I've interacted <laughs> with him it. a few times. Yes. He's, he's got his stick down, and it's working for him. So oh I'm my not going to begrudge anyone. What kind of – just give me, yeah, give me and, an and, inside scoop. Ahead. Give me an inside scoop into this guy, man, because he's fascinating to me. I mean, he's very knowledgeable, and he's very – does his homework, and he, it looks like he's just so prepared, but – What's the word on the street about Paul Feinbaum? Oh, over the top. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and like I said, he has his stick down, and he knows how to push I buttons of, of different fan bases. Oh, and, my God. And he does it in a, in a very 
uh, entertaining way and yep. a maddening way, depending on who you are and if yep. and uh, if he's directing his ire towards you. And ironically enough, uh, he's a Tennessee grad. Exactly. <laughs> and, but 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 he his, his show emanates from Alabama, and and right. uh, he's been able to turn a popular local regional show oh into God. a national hit. He really has, and it, it's just. He's one, but there's so many pundits and so many guys, the Herb Streets, and there's so many people talking about, you know, the playoff system and how to get in it. And, and it's just, to me, it's not right. But because it's not right, the whole system, everyone's talking about the, the final four teams. I think it's been good for college football over the last decade or so or less or whatever. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I like the four, but I want more. I, I'm a big advocate, uh, a proponent of, of increasing. I'd love to have eight. and You have all five, right. power five conferences. Then you have some at-large bids. That lets a team like a right. undefeated UCF now to get to, to possibly get in there. Sure. Alabama, you know, they're outside looking in currently. You, you have them as an at-large invite. So yes. I, I would love for them to increase the number of participants in this thing. Uh, but it, it's brought uh, some great – uh, uh, debate yeah, and yeah. excellent entertainment and, and a lot of money for a lot of folks. I mean, they're encroaching oh, on you know God. over uh, half a billion dollars on this thing annually. It's just a playoff. Hey, somebody that I don't hear spoken about is the the kid, and I don't know if you know him. I think you will. He's a receiver from Memphis, the Miller kid. Do you? Do you yeah, know? Anthony Miller. Hey, man, if this kid, Kenny, have you seen this kid play? Some highlights, yeah. I saw him in the UCLA game. Like, if Miller was on Alabama or Miller yep. was on a bigger school, would he not be like – is he even like – I know the Heisman's – it sounds like it's already said and done, but, like, how, how good is Miller? I, th- I think oh, he's, he's like, outstanding. And ironically, again, Riley Ferguson, his quarterback, former Tennessee quarterback, is okay. transferred. So, uh, wow. no, you're right. This is an outstanding offense. Uh, their last five, they're averaging about 41 points a game. Now, when they face UCF, who they'll face this weekend in the conference championship game yes. of the AAC, UCF put it on them. I believe that score was was uh, 40 to 13 back in September. Exactly. So we'll see how they fare now. But they're playing much better, and, and Anthony Miller is one of the main reasons he's been consistent all oh, season long. The love. passing game has been there; it's just been their rush game and yes. their defense that can, uh, has had trouble. Brian, can Miller play in the NFL? Yeah, I would think he could. God. I, I, I'd love to size him up once you get to the combine and all that and get all those metrics, but that yes. really doesn't tell you everything. No, uh, You, you want to see a guy plays on that film. But, yeah, he's definitely going to have a shot at the next level. He's a tough cover. Last, and I know you've got to fly. i got to fly. we got a big game tonight, but SEC championship this weekend. Auburn's on an all-time high against Georgia. What, what's your take on the game, B? It depends on Carryon Johnson. They're saying he's going to be day to day. He okay. tweeted out that he's going to play. He hurt that shoulder late in the ball game Saturday, and then had to leave the ball game. And the manner in which he went to the turf in that ball game, I don't know how he can play because he went to the turf right. not being touched by anyone. Exactly. And it's lucky That's he didn't scary. he didn't fumble on that play. So yes. he's been the bell cow. He's been their thunder and lightning, and they thought the thunder was going to be Cam Petway, but right. he's been out pretty much the entire season. Who's a bigger back? So we'll have to see how healthy. Carry on, Johnson is. I think Auburn. If Carry on can carry the load like he has been, sure. I think Auburn can beat all uh, beat Georgia again. I think it'll be a closer affair yes. than what we had three weeks ago. But I'm still on that that Auburn bandwagon. Jared Stidham at quarterback has really brought brought them balance to their offense. Yes. 
Hey, Brian, I can't thank you enough, man. I know your time is valuable, especially around now. Do you like hoop? Give me give me something about hoop. You like you love basketball? Well, I don't really want to think about it because my Longhorns had a six-point lead on Duke the other day. I know. In overtime. Yep. They lose to Gonzaga. They go on this epic run. I think it was like a 34-13-point <laughs> run in yes. the second half, and they lose to Gonzaga I know. In, in, in overtime. Give Shaka. Give sh- killing me at UT and basketball. Give Shaka some time, man. Brian, I'd love to have you back on uh, later in the year, man, just to talk. I'm telling you, it. you're big now. You're going to be bigger, and I appreciate you taking the time to be on my little show, the Greg Horrenda Show. Coach, you have it, and good luck tonight. You're the best, brother. Okay, buddy. Take care. Be good, and we'll be back with more of the Greg Horrenda Show after this. Hey, this is Brian Jones from CBS Sports, the SEC on CBS, and you're listening to Coach Greg Horrenda on WFDU.